You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. God is looking for hearts that determine in them that I want to touch God. I need God and I know when I touch Him, all will be well with me. You can dance and come in jail all your dance moves in church or at home or wherever in the name of praising God. And heaven does not see. But you may be struggling to move your hands and your body in rhythm with music or song that you are singing. And you move heaven with angels and all the entourage of heaven to come and give you a special visitation. This morning, as we prepare for church service, I want us to know that there's a touch that touches heaven and heaven is aware of. And there are others too that we just do and we are just going through the motions. Don't go through the emotions this morning. If you are not in the mood to pray, if you are not in the mood to sing, if you are not in the mood to dance, if you are not in the mood to clap, if you are not in the mood to do anything that we ask you to do, just chill. Take easy and talk to God from your heart. Tell him exactly how you feel. Lord, I don't feel like doing this. I'm not in the mood right now because of this and this and this, if you know the reason. If you don't even know the reason, just tell God, God, I, I, this morning I don't feel like praising you. I want to praise you, but I don't feel like praising you. Help me to praise you. But I pray that you will not do anything in church this morning or for that reason for the rest of your life. Just doing it because everybody else is doing it. Determine your heart that, Lord, this morning, I want my prayer to reach out to you and I want you to answer me as my father. This morning as I come to you with my song, with my gratitude and with my dance, may you be moved by my heart and may you come and dwell in my life and work in my life as your word has said. Shall we rise up and pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this short exhortation. We thank you for this short this short exhortation. And as we prepare for church, Lord may we touch you, may we touch your heart. And may you come visit us. It's a good day. We want to bless you. We want to love you. We want to have fellowship with you. And bless you with all that we have. We thank you this morning, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoy the service.
Are you ready for the word of God this morning? Are you ready for the word of God this morning? I want you to open up your heart Amen. and open up your spirit Are you ready as we hear the word, word of God from our Father, Pastor Are you ready for the word of God? Let's give he a clap of He has become the source of my love. This morning, I want us to think about our salvation. 
and want to join Jane and Benis make this declaration. Shall we please rise? Chorus, as where are you? I want us to think about our salvation. Shall we please rise up on our feet? And we want to join Jane and Benis make this declaration. And we want to make these declarations. We are saved. We are saved. We are saved. We are the redeemed of the Lord. And we want to make these declarations. We are saved. We are saved. We are saved. We are I want you to open your heart, open your mouth, Lord. open your mind, and sing along. We are making a declaration unto God. I want you to open your heart, open your mouth, open I your mind. I don't want anyone quiet. If you are quiet, then you are saying that you are not saved. But if you are saved and you know that you are saved and you know that God is your source. I don't want anyone quiet. Salvation, if you are quiet, then you are saved. I want you to open your mouth and declare it unto God this morning. You know that you are saved and you know that God is your source. He is your salvation, he is your strength. I want you to open your mouth and declare it unto God this morning. I don't hear teenagers in every temple this morning. Are we singing or you are watching or you are looking at me? I don't hear teenagers in every temple this morning. Are we singing or you are watching or you are looking at me? We are not preaching today. We shall sing until nine o'clock. Until we sing it from our heart, we are not preaching today. We shall sing until nine o'clock. God wants to hear your heart. If you appreciate what He has done for you by going to Calvary to shed His blood for you, and if He's the source of your life, I want you to declare it unto Him this morning. Yes, my song is my salvation. My Redeemer, Jehovah is. The Lord is my strength. He has become my song. I was singing every day of my life because He saved me. That is my song to God this morning. Until you understand salvation, you will always be under the oppression of demons. And whatever happens in life, you will not have confidence. But God is our salvation, He is our source. And He says, All power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me, and so I send you. 
and this power I give unto you. The great God who stretch out his hand over every one of us every day of our lives is our protection. He is our rock. He is our eternal rock. Jesus, Amen. I hope you understand why I asked you to stop singing. Please take your seats. And Uncle Saul, I said you cut, uh, cut it off and you're still playing it. You put me in a certain mood, okay? Good morning, everybody. Hey, good morning to you, my me. Good morning, oh, good morning. Abba, Tinchap, what's happened to you people? Hello? My mic is still not. Um, okay. We have decided not to do what we are instructed to do. Those of us who were here yesterday, I don't want to believe this is a spiritual attack on my mic. Those of us who were here yesterday, we learned that there are some things from God 
We don't understand, but he gives us instruction and we obey. And as we obey, we see the results in our lives. And I've been telling us from the end of last year to the beginning of this year that God is going to give us some instructions. In fact, he has already given some instructions. And I'm following some of these instructions. And when I pass on the instructions to do, just follow, just obey. If you don't, you will not experience what God wants us to experience. And one of the instructions that I gave you is to read your Bible. Read your Bible. Some of you have chosen just not to read. In fact, this is about the fourth time that we are doing a Bible challenge in the last two years. Some of you have taken it seriously and some of you are regularly reading 10 chapters a day already. Mind you, these are the day nursery. Day nursery. Maybe not even day nursery. These are the daycare of your Christian life. If you don't read your Bible, you don't know what is in the Bible. Your quiet time will not be meaningful. And you're supposed to do your quiet time. I, I bet less than 50 of us did our quiet time this morning. How many of us did our quiet time this morning? Lift your hands, let me see. If you did your quiet time this morning. So even my 50% was way too big. There are several rudiments that we need to learn as Christians. Listen to me very carefully. If you don't learn and practice these things and they become your lifestyle at this stage of your life, I'm not cursing you. But many of you will backslide when you grow older. And if God does not grace you, some of you will end up in hell. Do you think I'm cursing you? If you think so, I'm sorry, but I'm just telling you the facts of life. In my short experience in life, the things that I have seen, the things that I have seen my friends go through, the things that I have seen my colleagues and classmates go through, some of them want to get close to God, but they just cannot. Because at the time of grace, they took it lightly. And I pray that that will not be your portion. Especially those of us who have been born into the church. Our parents were Christians and they kept bringing us to church Sunday after Sunday. We went through Teen Chapel. We heard the word of God regularly. We go to the university. We keep hearing the word of God. And somehow we are stubborn and we don't obey properly. And then we grow up and we become people of our own. And we do what we want. And we haven't picked up the basic Christian disciplines. You backslide. You begin to fear the demonic world. You fear it. Some of us fear it, Rana, don't we? Let's come on, let's get straight. 
How many of you guys are afraid of demons and spiritual forces and things like that? Let's be honest. Let's lift your hands. Let me see. You're afraid of... I mean, don't be shy. Look, there was a time I was afraid. How many of us are not afraid? You don't know whether you're afraid or you're afraid. All right. When I was young, as young as you, maybe even a little older, I was afraid of the spiritual world. Very much afraid. Extremely afraid. And like it happens in every family, there's no exception. There are all kinds of spirits that rule in our families and the villages we come from. Whether you go there or you don't go there. They follow you to Accra. Go to America. They will follow you there. It's, it's, it's a fact of life. We may get into this, we may not. But there are what you call territorial spirits that rule over certain territories. And beyond territorial spirits, we have clan spirits. Spirits that rule in your clan. And you see, your great-great-grandfathers have done all kinds of um, incantations, done all kinds of things protect, to protect you. And some of your family has still do it on your behalf. And that is why sometimes your parents don't want to send you to the village. But whether they send you or not, these people still do these things on our behalf. And that is why in Christ, when he liberates us from the curse, we should continually make declarations and set ourselves apart from these things that have been done on our behalf. That's why this morning I was leading us to make some declarations and some of you are joking with it. And God says, this uncle Solo talked to you about how I wanted you to lead this morning and you were doing your own thing. I forgive you. But don't feel bad, okay? It is us who should feel bad because you were, you were not following instructions, you were not getting involved, you were not doing anything, you were just there, you were just looking at me. But these spirits that controlled my family line, the two key things that happened in my family, uh, should I just say, I don't know, why am I bringing this in? Some of you like stories. Plan this, maybe God has a reason for saying this. So, I'll be very brief. Two things for the guys in my family, nobody makes any progress in life. If you begin to make progress by a certain age, they clear you. And the women in the family, too, okay, I'll not talk about that one. So, I got to that stage in my life when I was beginning to make some progress, I'd entered the university and I don't know how I know, but I just knew that I had reached the stage in my life where it was time for them to clear me off. And then I became extremely afraid. And it was just around that time that grace of God reached out to me and I got born again. I began to devour the Bible. I could read the whole Bible throughout the night. I mean, just sitting behind the Bible, I read. When I wake up, I, go, I get up from the reading and I go take my bath, I go for lectures. I come back, I read. I mean, just devouring the Bible. In spite of all this, I was still afraid. I was extremely prayerful. 
very, very prayerful. But I was still afraid. But the more I got into the Bible, the more I got to understand who I was in Christ. And the fear started going off gradually. To the point where I now started organizing people to pray against such things in their families. And then we started to pray for revival. We started to pray for the power of God to hit our fellowship and to hit our homes. Today, I'm on another kind of crusade in my village where, this is, I, I, I didn't go to the village because of fear. Today, I've engaged on another type of agenda in my village. God led me to build a very beautiful house in my village. I've taken some of the facilitators there before for a, a, a retreat. And we had a good time. We had fun. We prayed. And you see, when you see the houses around and you see my house, you understand what I'm talking about. Those of you who were there. In time past, people were afraid to build in the village. Because you build to clear you. So the village was just full of mud houses and small, small brick houses and stuff like that. And then one man decided to break that defense, put up a beautiful Accra house in the village. People said all kinds of things about him, but he still went ahead. Then another person followed, and many of us have followed since then. And for, for, for some of us, our aim is to make a testimony, make a declaration of the power of God that those forces, they have no place, no right in the village. Some Christians in the village started mobilizing and started having serious crusades, pray for deliverance of the village. And we have decided that this will become an annual affair. Listen, we don't have to be afraid of demon spirits. Oh, they are powerful. I mean, if you say they are not powerful, I lie. They are powerful. But we don't have to be afraid of them. That's why we are doing these uh, studies. Last week, we started talking about demonology. And I reminded us that there is the spiritual world, and the spiritual world is more real than the physical world that we see. Or we can describe the spiritual world as an invisible world because we don't see it. And that's what makes it difficult. We looked at the human being and we said that the human being is made up of spirit, soul, and the body. And the spirit is the real human being. But we are human beings, so we don't even see our spirit. So it becomes difficult to understand what the whole spiritual realm is about. I gave us an assignment to do. If you're not doing your Bible reading, it means this assignment, right? You didn't do it. I'm very certain that less than five of us did the assignment I gave us. How many of us, if you remember the assignment I gave us, if you remember the assignment, lift your hand, let me see. When I was preaching, I gave us an assignment. You see, we don't even remember. So nobody remembers the assignment. Facilitate the city, you don't remember the assignment. Wow. But doesn't anybody remember that I gave an assignment at all? No. Someone. I gave two assignments. And they are Bible reading assignments. 
I told us that God is the father of all spirits. And we can find it in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. And I said for us to get a better context of this, go and read the whole of the uh, Hebrews chapter 12. You don't remember? Do you, are you remembering now? And I said, go and read the whole of Hebrews chapter 12 so you get the, the context of the father of all spirits being God. Like I told us, this is like a Bible school. It's a teaching service. I'm going to try and keep the teachings as short as possible so I can have some time to pray and to deal with some stuff as well. But if you don't know the scriptures, some of these things that we we'll tend to do, we'll just be wasting our time. Maybe as part of the series, we'll pause and just come and sit down and then read scripture throughout the whole service. And if you still don't repent, every week we'll keep doing that. Should we do that? Should we do or should we not do? Hey, talk to me. There's something we call democracy. In the church, there's no democracy anyway. But I want, to know, you, I want us to know, do you want us to do it or not? Some of you will not even answer me. You see how God feels sometimes? When he tells us to do something, then we are not minding him, we are just looking at him, and then God is like, what's wrong with these people? Well, whether you like it or not, if you don't do what I'm asking you to do, we shall do it. Because I don't believe, I'm not sure. Okay, let me take 10 minutes to do this. What did you learn from last week? Please go to another person. Go to a boy. Don't go to the one sitting there. Go to the middle. What did you learn in church last week? And then inspect your notebooks. What they wrote. Open your notebook. I come to inspect the notebooks. What you wrote last week. And if you do, if you know we are not in church last week, just stand up before I get to you. You know we are not in church last week. Please stand up. It's not a punishment. Just stand up. What did he learn in church last week? You don't talk. Go and stand behind the pulpit. Go and stand behind the pulpit. I'll, I'll meet with you. I have a next person. I have a hurry up. I only have ten minutes, five more minutes. What is this? What did you learn in church last week? You didn't learn anything. I'm going to join my friend on the pulpit. Oh, I'm only here. Why? They're saying, hey, come here. Come here. And nobody should call uh, Soa.
That be your mother is here. Why are you going? What did you learn in church last week? Um, I learned that we have um, physical. Um, You have his guy, you have what? We are laughing. Give it to him. <laughs> okay, so um, last week you spoke about death. There's physical, spiritual, and eternal death. And then physical death is where the mortal body dies. Can you hear me? Okay, so physical death, that's where your body dies. The flesh, it dies. Then spiritual death. That's where your relationship with God dies. Where you your don't, flesh dies. You know, your relationship, where you don't fellowship. Physical with. death is your flesh dies. Like your mortal body. Your like, mortal body dies. Yeah, physical death. Like when you die, they bury you, that one. <laughs> <laughs> then, Give it to Gloria. She's laughing. <laughs> you have tried. Gabby, you have tried. Davidson, you so have tried. So I remember um, the, the types of life. The types we of have, life, yeah, okay. The, the first life, the second life. The third life, the fourth life, the fifth life, and the sixth life. Which one did I emphasize on? Um, the fourth life. Okay, what, is, what is the fourth life? It's going to become born again. How do we become born again? By um, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. Then what do you do, when you don't do that, what happens to you? Um, when you don't do that... Um, You are doing well. Finish hard. When you why, don't do that, yeah. um, why must we be born again? What happens when you don't get born again? Okay, when you are born because some of your friends are not born again, they don't know the consequences of not getting born again. When you are born again, it's like you've received salvation. Yes, and if you are not born again, you go to hell because like you are not saved. Yes, and the devil will attack you, and you will not know what to do. Because you are not saved and you don't have Christ. Okay, I'll try it. Clap for her. Those of you standing, do you have a good reason why we're not in church last Sunday? Do you have a good reason? Oh, it's yes or no. If you have a good reason, lift your hand, let me see. You have a good reason for not being in church. Is your hand up or down? So one, two, three, four. Why are the hands increasing? Okay, take your seats. But not you. I have two more minutes. One minute each. I say, hey. And to the mirror, so that, please don't let this happen to you again, okay? Nobody, I don't want to bring anybody up. Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. You were in, in church last week Sunday. What do you remember that they haven't talked about yet? You don't remember anything? Yes. You can bring your notebook. Ah, you see, oh. She didn't write anything. That is why you, and then when you went to, did you listen to the podcast? No. Did you discuss what you heard in church with your parents or your brothers and sisters? No. So how can you remember anything? The devil has come to take everything from your heart. But when I was talking, were you hearing some things? But it's gone, isn't it? 
Don't let that happen to you again, okay? So today, write. At the end of the service, I'll come and inspect your notebook. Uh, oh, you keep saying those noises. You too, what happened to you last week? Hmm? Nothing. So where's your notebook? Didn't bring a notebook. Last week, you didn't bring a notebook. Is that what you do in school? When you go to school, you don't take notebook. Pardon? I don't believe you. Your notebook. So when it's come for exams, how do you learn? Are you hear what you say? He's saying that he, he, his school, he doesn't take his notebook to the house because the notebooks are in the shelves in the school. And now, so when you are going to learn for exams, how do you learn? You learn only in school. Hmm? Yes, please. Like, actually. And when you come home, TV, mm. phone, chit-chatting. Abi. Eh? No, all the time. So what do you do at home? Sometimes I learn. There are already books at home and there are books in school. So. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> What's your name? Pardon? McPaul. Okay. Listen. I expect everybody to be holding his pen by now. Where's your notebook? I'm from back. Where's your own? And where's your Bible? Have you been reading your Bible at home? Are you doing the Bible challenge? Where are you? Where are you in the Bible challenge? You're telling me lies. You're not doing it. So you are doing it. Are you doing it? Speak the truth. Are you? Hmm? Okay, yeah. You are doing it, but come on, you know how to talk, talk properly. You are doing it, but what? You are doing it, but it's not all the time that you do it. What was the last time you did it? Three weeks ago. This week, did you read your Bible? Spoken the truth. Thank you. Is what I'm saying. I know what I'm doing. Some of you don't like it. And so if you don't like it, just read your Bible. And just go over your notes. Just make sure that when I come to church, there's something that you can share with anybody at any time. The Bible says that you must be in season and out of season, you must be ready to make a defense. If I come to some of you now, those of you who did BEC, if I ask you questions about BEC, you will remember. Unless I ask you the difficult ones, but if I ask you the simple things you studied in BEC, you will remember all of them. But just last week, you can't remember anything already. And this is a very long series. Then what, how will you benefit? How will you not be afraid of demons? And why would demons not continually torment you? Because you don't know who you are. When the devil came to Satan, when the, <laughs> when the devil came to Jesus, 
Jesus said, he made a bold declaration, he has nothing in me. And Paul tells us, don't give the devil a foothold in your life. If your life is empty, you don't fill your life with the word of God. You don't obey the word of God. You don't obey instructions. You don't do the things that we are telling you. Your, your life is like a vacuum. You heard a story that Jesus said. Demons were cast out of somebody. The demons went to Roma. When they came back, they saw the place was clean. Nothing was inside. Then he went to call more wicked people. They came and made that place their home. And the mass state was worse than it was before. That is the reason why some of you are struggling to study. Because demon spirits have a hold on you. That's why some of you cannot break away from certain simple addictions. You keep stealing at home. You keep lying. Even in church, you lie. You cannot keep your hands away from that boy. This is not a laughing matter. It's a serious matter. Small rats gnaw, then you fall, pop, 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 just like that. Because there's no word in you. There's no substance. There's no word. There's no word. There's no Bible in you. Please don't let me come and talk like this next week. So last week we learned that um, God is the Father of all spirits. And the spirit world is real. And then we talk about man being spirit, soul, and body. And Davidson was struggling to uh, explain physical death. You die, they bury you, know. I mean, you, should, you should understand what physical death is. I will not go over that one again. Yes, it is when you die and they bury you. But you must understand from the scriptures more than when you just die and they bury you. And what is that death? Lord, help us to understand the different lives. We didn't go into the details, but we have different lives. And the most important thing for us at this stage of our lives is that you must get born again. And you must be sure that we are born again. You must know without any shadow of that we are born again. And every day we wake up, we must rejoice and give God thanks that we are born again. Our names are written in the book of life. When Jesus sent out the 70 and they came back and they were happy about the power that they had. He said, don't be happy, don't be so excited about the power. Be rather happy that your names have been written in the book of life. Every day of your life, you must thank God for salvation. You must thank God that he's your source, he's your strength. You must thank God that he watches over you, that his banner over you is love and nothing can snatch you from his hands. Every day of your life, you must thank God for that. I wonder whether I can finish what I plan to do today. I will see. So then in the spirit realm, first God. And then we have angels. And there are two general categories of angels, the loyal angels and then the fallen angels. We'll be looking at this in more detail later on. And then I ask the question, could there have been a pre-existent kingdom of demons in ages past? We discovered that from the scriptures. And then we talk about man 
And we have two types of men. You have the fallen man and the redeemed man. The fallen man is those of us who have just been born. We have experienced the third kind of life that Gloria was talking about. We have been born into this world. But the Bible says that in sin did our mothers conceive us. So we were conceived in sin, we were birthed in sin. So we, we, we are that way because the Bible says all of us have sinned. And why have we sinned? Because we have rebelled against God. We were born with the nature of Adam, the nature that Adam inherited when he disobeyed God. And because we inherited that nature, we all have that nature, we must be born again, like Jesus said. When you are born again, God gives you a new nature, the nature of God, the nature of Christ, the divine nature. But the Adamic nature, the old nature does not go anywhere. So the old nature is there and the new nature is also there. So the redeemed man has two natures. And you keep struggling with these two natures. And that is why sometimes you are excited about the things of God. Other times you are excited about the things of, of the old nature, which is sin. You tend to be rebellious. You tend to lie even in church. You don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't pray. You don't come for meetings. When we call for retreat, you don't come. When we say we should fast, you don't fast. I hope you remember that we were supposed to fast yesterday. How many of us fasted yesterday? Don't lift your hands. And for the rest of the year, I'm reminding us, every Saturday we will fast. You, you define your own fast and do it the way you want. If you want to fast one hour, it's unto you. And every second Saturday in the month, we'll have a prayer retreat like we had yesterday. And if you like, miss them. Uh, okay, I'll see that one. So we are struggling as human beings, the old nature and the new nature. And the Bible says, put the old nature to death. Let the old nature die. Let it die with Christ on the cross. And put on the new nature. The way to put on the nature is to know the word of God. To believe the word of God. To act on the word of God by faith. You make declarations based on what the word of God has said. You speak over yourself what the word of God has said. And you keep speaking it. You keep believing it. You keep acting on it. That is how we can be victorious in this world. And that is how you can enter the next level of your life with confidence. When Jesus was about to die, he was not afraid of death. He started telling his disciples, teaching them about death and what was going to happen to him. And telling them even what would happen to him even after he died. He made them understand that he would rise again. They couldn't take it in. And Paul talking to the disciples, he told them, I am not afraid to die. Because for me, to die is gain. And to hey, is that the correct quote? To live is Christ, and to die is gain. So if I die, I gain. If I live too, I live for Christ. While I live, I must do the work of Christ. I must, I must please him. I must honor him. I must talk about him. 
I must tell other people about him. I must warn people about him. I must read the Bible to know who I am in him. I must live for him. He is my life. He is my source. Without Christ, you don't have life. Because the Bible says in him is life. He who has the son of God has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life, period. You may be alive by a living dead. Teen chapel, don't let be living deads. So he said for him to be alive, glory to God, I'll keep doing the work of him. And to die too, hallelujah, I'm going to be with my master, the one I've served all my life. Some of us are afraid to go back to God. We are afraid to die. We should not be afraid to die. From time to time, teen chapel, we like to talk about death. I like to talk about death. Some people don't like, Auntie Jifa doesn't like me talking about death. But the truth is that all of us are going to die, true of us. We shall all die. We pray that we will live long and we live in health and we live in the power of God and we live working for God until he says it's enough, come up. Some of you may not know, but something shook the world of the young adults, those in the universities, during this week. A young man died. A young man who was so full of life. I, I don't know him. I hear he was in Calvary Temple, right? But he, he wasn't in Teen Chapel, so I don't really know him. Full of life. I mean, his death came as a shock to everybody. Nobody expected he would die. Do you know when you are going? Or you tell yourself, maybe oh, you, you grow to be like Uncle Bijou, or you even grow older than Uncle Bijou. What are you growing for? What are you growing? What are you living on this earth for? You must have a purpose. And that purpose must be rooted in the word of God. Without that, your life is meaningless. You see, we charismatics, we have prided in the fact that God has given us a minimum of 70 years, three score and 10, and so um, we'll live long, live long to do what? I've said it here several times, and it's not news to a lot of people. And I've told all my children, they always fight against me. I, I, I tell them, me, my wish, my personal wish, I want to die by 75. I don't want to grow beyond that. That is my I don't know, maybe one day I'll change it. I don't know what God's will has for me, but that is me, my wish. I say, ah, daddy, but how can you die at 75? No, you won't die. What should I keep living for? And become bedridden, and every day you come and see me in bed, and then you, what for? When my purpose is finished, I'm ready to go. And that is why I do what I do. Some of my colleagues don't understand me. That is, their, that is up to them. And that is why I get frustrated when we give you simple instructions and then you don't obey. 
There are some things that God wants to do in our lives and because of our disobedience and stubbornness and slowness. Just sitting back and looking at us. In chapel, when? Why? Yesterday when Kerry was leading us in prayer, at the stage you started sharing with us a certain burning desire upon his heart. Things that he had heard about Teen Chapel. People that he had heard of. People that he hasn't even met. But things that God did with them. And he was yearning, oh God, you do the same for me. I yearn for it. And then he remembered the simple instructions we give about reading Bible. And so he was struggling with it, but he determined to do it. Sometimes he tries, he doesn't succeed, but he keeps going on. Look, if by February 5th, you haven't finished reading John, eh? There'll be trouble in this house. I'm in serious trouble. Spiritual and physical trouble. If you like, dare me. And dare the Holy Spirit. Everybody must read the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, but the book of Luke, the book of John by 5th February. If you have been lazy, you haven't done it all this while, start today. By next week, Sunday, you must finish. Okay, you must almost finish reading Matthew. In fact, you must aim to finish Matthew next week. It's only 28 chapters. Read four chapters a day. It's not difficult. It's 15, 20 minutes and you do that. In fact, if, if you are serious, you can finish reading the book of Matthew today. Today Sunday. Challenge yourself. Get into the word. Don't just be hearing other people's testimony. What is your testimony? Even introduction that I'm struggling, summarizing last week's message. Last week I didn't get to talk about something about the spiritual world, the new heaven and the new earth. I'm sure all of us have heard about the new heaven and a new earth. We will not go into that. But there's going to be a new earth and there's going to be a new heaven. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. This earth, this solid mass that we see, it will vanish. Hey, how is this earth going to vanish? Until you get into the spirit, you cannot understand these things. Heaven that we cannot see, it will vanish. That way we can imagine it, isn't it? Because we cannot see. But the earth, how will this covered temple build? How will it vanish? It will go away. It will be demolished. That's the language we understand. The earth as we have it will be demolished. Gravity will be demolished. Every principle about this physical earth will be demolished. It will vanish and it will never exist again. And God will make a new earth. How will it be like? I don't know. Get into the spirit. That's why we encourage you to pray in tongues. And those of you who don't pray in tongues, we encourage you to seek that gift. Do we still have some people who don't speak in tongues in church this morning? Is there anybody who doesn't speak in tongues? You don't need to be shy about it. Lift your hand, let me see. You don't speak in tongues. Anybody? One. Anybody else? Choristers. Leave your hand. Let me see. Choristers, make sure she speaks in tongues after service, okay? Show her from the scriptures and help her to speak in tongues. 
So I presume that the rest of us will speak in tongues. Do we? You have the ability. Now, do you do it? Do you use it? Do you pray in tongues? How long? How much of your time do you spend praying in tongues? And do you believe in speaking in tongues as the Bible says? Do you believe that it builds you up? Do you believe that it strengthens you, it helps you to build capacity? Do you believe that it enhances your spiritual life? Do you believe that it helps you to live a righteous life? Do you believe that God has given you that ability to be able to speak mysteries unto him? Do you believe that when you do that, you energize God to act on your behalf? You energize God to release angels to work on your behalf? Do you believe it? Do you believe that the more you speak in tongues, the more your mind rests and the more God uses your mind to improve your academic life? Do you believe it? I know you, you answer all the questions. Yes, 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 yes. If you do, then why don't you continue to speak in tongues? Why? Have you ever asked yourself, why don't I get excited about speaking in tongues like the way Uncle Benji talks about speaking in tongues? Have you ever asked yourself that? It's because of demonic control in your life. Unconsciously, you have allowed a mindset which has become, uh, uh, what's, what's the word? I've just missed the word. Um, what's this word? It's become like a, a blockade. I'm forgetting the spiritual word. It's become a stronghold in your mind. Your mind is telling you, don't believe it, don't do it. You are weird, you are odd. I mean, why do you want to behave like a mad woman? Why do you want to behave like a mad man? Stop doing it. And you believe it. A young pastor I know who was in Teen Chapel had grown into the habit of understanding speaking in tongues. And any other time he had, he was speaking in tongues. I've encouraged us to, unless you do the 10 minutes to 15 minutes to 30 minutes to any time, whether you're in the loo, whether you're bathroom, whether you're, you're eating, whatever you're doing, you're praying in tongues. Once your mind is idle, you just engage in praying in tongues. Until you get to that level, you don't understand some of this I'm talking about. The guy was always praying in tongues. And he got married. And then one day, uh, the, the wife was making a comment that, ah, this my husband seems to have a certain habit that I don't understand. Anytime he, as soon as he enters a car, he starts praying in tongues. And he found, she found it odd. May you not find that odd when you get married. You must find it normal. When you get to the classroom, you're entering your door, kaboom, sapa. You sit behind your chair, oh God, I thank you for another day. It's another time to study. You don't have to be speaking out loud. If you have trained yourself, you could be doing all that inside of you without anybody knowing what is happening. In fact, we have 24 hours. Don't waste any of the 24 hours. Use the time. My friend, are you okay? Are you sure? 
Are you fine? Then, please come and talk to her. I'm not sure she's fine. Please go to the back and see that lady and come back. Yes, sister, I come back. We are now about to start my message, but I'm not sure I want to start my message for today. So, I want to use the next five minutes to find out. Ivan, please do your job again. Those who were not in church last Sunday, please stand up again for me, please. Okay. Please go to any of them, one after the other take uh, as many as we can take. Just tell us briefly what we have learned today. Oh, come on, speak out loud. Don't be shy. I mean, teenagers, I know sometimes we are naturally shy, but we have to break away from that shyness. Okay, so um, um, your purpose on earth is supposed to be, you are supposed to be rooted in the word of God. And um, God, um, when you are born again, God grants you a new nature. And also, um, if you talk plenty, the others say you have said it all. Thank you very much. Okay, next person. You take your seat. God is the father of all spirits. God is the father of all spirits. Where do you find that in the Bible? Hebrews uh, 9, verse 18. No, it's 12, verse 12, 6, 12, 9. 12, okay, 6. so when you go home, take time to read. The whole of Hebrews chapter 12, okay? Yes, please. Last week I gave your friends and they didn't read it. I learned that this world and that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And as it is in the Bible, the old things will pass away and a new come. Do you know where it is in the Bible? No, please. Assignment for you alone. Go and find out where it is. For everybody. Where in the Bible does the, the Bible say that there will be a new earth and a new heaven? I learned that God is the creator of everything and our mission on earth is to follow him and read his word. Okay. So, are you, have you been reading the word? Mm, are you sure? Okay. Um, I learned that the redeemed man has two natures. That is, when you get saved, you have the sin. You still have sin, and then you have the salvation. Use the appropriate terminologies or the, the appropriate understanding. Explain it better in your own words. That when we get saved, we, we have... Like two natures. Where from the first nature? Pardon? Where from the first nature? The first nature is from sin. And then the second It's one not from sin. That's what I want you to explain properly. Who can help her? Where did you get the first nature from? We didn't get it from sin. Adam. Yeah, we got it from Adam. We inherited it from Adam. So once you are born into this earth, you are born with that nature. You come with it, whether we like it or not. Okay? Because of that sin of Adam... 
But I didn't come with sin. When you come with sin, it's as if because of sin that you have done, that is why we have that nature. But rather, it's because of the nature you have, that is why we sin. Okay. So, uh, so where, do we, where do you get a new nature from? Where do you get a new nature from? I didn't hear that part. <laughs> Someone wants to preach with me. I finished preaching. Where did you get a new nature for anybody else? Hey, you say something. I said it. And you, you, say, you cannot shake your head. Last week we didn't come to church. Because of you, you have gone over all this thing again and you shake your head. You can't shake your head on me today. Um, What's your name? My name is Charity. Charity. Yes, Charity, I want to be your friend. So don't stop shaking your head and tell me what you remember. Um, I learned that there will be a pre-existent kingdom. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Did you write your notes? Yes. Let me see your notes. What did I say about pre-existent kingdom? Your question is still paying you, the new nature. Where you got it from? What did I say about the pre-existent nature? Don't try to shake your head. You must read your Bible. No, 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 no. I say pre-existent nature. What did I say about it? Uncle Nicholas, these are prayer topics, eh? I'm coming back to you. What did I say about pre-existent nature? Come on, you can talk. All the leadership school. I can't recall. You can't remember. You will remember. Maxine, if you don't talk, you will go and stand there and preach it before we close. So you better remember or you just go away from me up there. Choose one. What I said about pre-existent nature, uh, kingdom. Still shaking your head. I don't remember. You don't remember? Then go up there and wait for me. Yes, yeah, just stand behind the pulpit. You, this is part of leadership school, so. What did I say about pre-existent nature? Somebody I said, I said there will be a pre-existent nature. How can there be a pre-existent nature? This is English. There will be something that has existed already before. What's the meaning of pre? What's the meaning of pre? What's the meaning of pre? Oh. Before, pre means before, post means after. 
Pre is before. Post is after. Next week, I'll ask you pre and post. <laughs> so pre-existent nature means a, nature, a kingdom that existed before. Now my question, what did I say about that? I just made a statement. I didn't go beyond that. Basi, will you talk now? Have you remembered now? Still, you can't remember. Go away from on the pulpit. You are coming to preach before we pray. Ah, you preach. What did I say about the pre-existent nature? Okay, everybody, open your notebook. What did you write about pre-existent nature? Let me see. Let me start from you. What did you write? You showed it to me. I want to see again. Everybody, keep your notebooks open. Facilitators, please quickly go around and check for me what they wrote. I'm just looking for one thing. Facilitators, please quickly go around and check for me. What's your notebook? I was going to say kneel down. Ah, after all the good stuff you said to me, you didn't bring your notebook. So why are you talking plenty? No notes. Hey, next week, if you don't bring notebook, let me see what you wrote. Let me see what you wrote. Open the problem. Let me see. Don't make me stream myself. Where do you, where do you write it? Raise your head. Why? Be confident. You didn't write it. You didn't write anything. I think we bring your notebook. I want to inspect your notebook. What's your notebook? Okay, what did I say about it? You didn't write, but you remember what I, What did I say about it? Um, you said that we are going to speak about it later Okay, I said that, but there was something more important that I said about it. Most of you wrote right, but you don't understand what you wrote. Let me see what you wrote. You see, listen, listen to me very carefully. I'm doing this and it looks like we are joking, but a very, very serious principle I'm teaching us. Be quiet and listen to me. Don't write things down that you don't understand. When you are in school, don't the ones that I saw, all of them wrote the right thing. And you see me on the screen right now. What do you notice about what I wrote on the screen? What stands out about pre-existent kingdom? What is it about demons? Looking at that third line and all the other four lines, what is the difference? And all of you wrote it. What's the difference? It's a question. It's a question. I didn't say there will be a pre-existent uh, kingdom. I asked a question. Was there a pre-existent kingdom? We'll look at this later on. It's a question. And all of you, at least the ones that I saw, all facilitators, you also not see the same thing. They all run the question mark. So you don't understand what question mark is. Mazin, answer her question. Where did you get the, uh, Ivan, where did you get the new nature from? Teach her. An SHS graduate. Teach her. Leadership school graduate. Where did you get the, where did we get the new nature from? 
Oh, magazine, don't, don't, don't disgrace me. Talking to the mic. Is it from God? Pardon? Is it from God? Talk to her. Can you hear her? I, I, is it from God? <laughs> I'm asking a question. So, where did we get the new nature from? From God. From his word. How did you get it from his word? When did we get it? <laughs> Born again. What is born again? You're on the right path. I just want you to explain. Don't just make statements. You are taking, taking all the prayer time. It's almost 9 o'clock. I thought you were going to pray. Yes, we got it when we got born again. But how did you get born again? How did you get that new nature? Okay. The one behind you. You can sit down. And by the spread of the word of God. Pardon? The spread of the word of God. No, I don't think that is a, a good answer. How we got the new nature and when we got the new nature. Come on, so you can take, take your seat. You say something, haven't you? Okay, sit down. Oh, you don't want to sit down. Okay, if you want to keep standing, can stand up. By reading the word of God. Um, not exactly. Any of them, they're all going to say something. They didn't come to church. I want them to say something. You get it by reading. We are trying to answer our sister's question. We get it by reading the God and uh, reading the word of God. You understand what she means. Don't stop laughing. Reading the word of God and trying to spread it to the world. No, I would not take that as an answer. It's what you said is good, but I would not take that as an answer. Let's take, I should say something. Okay, if you say something, you can sit down. What? Facilitators, you see the work on our heads. When I asked in the morning, are you born again? They all said, yes, they are born again. It was only one person who said he wasn't too sure. Now, which is the one to answer? By meditating on the word and reading it. Why do you think I keep saying no? No, not those who are standing. Those who are seated. Why do you think I keep saying no? 
Because someone can be reading the word and not be born again. You can read the word and not get born again. So it means that even when you read, there's something you must do or a process you must go through before you get born again. And that's all I'm trying to ask us. Don't stand in, please tell me something. And let her know in basic, simple terms. Okay, we get a new nature from Christ. When Christ died for us, that's a new nature. And First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, For they that are in Christ are a new creation. All things are passed away or something. See, I was going to say no, but about 40% of what you are saying is right, so I cannot say no. Okay, but it doesn't help those of us who are not sure and who have not given good answers. So we'll still continue. Okay, thank you. Um, by accepting that Jesus is our Lord and personal Savior. By accepting that Jesus is our Lord and personal Savior. Okay, now we are getting there. We are getting there. But now, explain to us the process, the simple process of accepting Jesus Christ. And mind you, the reason why I kept saying no, because I wanted to be linked to the scripture. And that is why I'm telling us to read the Bible or read the Bible. I want you to relate your answer to the scripture. Now I'm going to give us a clue. John chapter 1, verse 30, 11 to 13. Okay, next person. Simple process of accepting Jesus Christ. By giving our life to Christ. By giving our life to Christ. Still around there, accepting Jesus Christ. By giving our life, by accepting him. But when you do that, what happens according to the scripture? Go to another person, please. Can you say the question again? I said, when you accept Jesus Christ, or when you give your life to Jesus Christ, um, you receive salvation. Okay, you receive salvation. But you are dancing around the main thing. Now take your seats. Okay, now you can ask anybody who under sitting or you can even go to the facilitators because we, are, we spent all the time we should have prayed, but now. But this is serious, eh? There's a hand stretched out the parcel after him. Let's go, let's go and get that person. Okay. What do you By believing that he's by believing that he's our Lord and personal savior. By believing that's a lot of person, very good, but still not hitting the nail on the head. There's an, a hand up there. Go and Charlie, don't put to me to shame. When we receive Jesus Christ, we receive the we get the power to be called children of God. Okay, you are getting very close now. You are getting very close now. When we receive Jesus Christ, we receive the power or the right or the authority to become a child of God. But what does God do to give us that right? Or tell me a little more about that simple process. Um, we become of God and not of flesh. We are born of God 
and not of flesh. You see, if, if we get to understand the spiritual realm now, we are born of God and not of flesh. This is some, this, this word, they sound too spiritual. We are born not by your father and your mother, but you are born by a spirit, the spirit of God. You are born by God. God gives birth to you. God gave birth to you by his own will, by the will of God. And because God gave birth to you, you receive his nature. That's where that nature comes from. Take your seat. You must be able to explain this in very simple terms in your own words to anybody. That is what it means to be born again. That's what it means to receive Jesus Christ. Receiving means that you confess your sins, you believe in him, and you ask him to take over your life. Calling upon his name, that is why you receive salvation. But what really happens, what really is happening is that the Holy Spirit brings conviction to you. The Holy Spirit makes you realize that you are a sinner. The Holy Spirit makes you realize that you have the Adamic nature. It makes you realize that all of us are sin. You not believe it for yourself. And when you believe it for yourself, you come under conviction. You, you feel like you are condemned. You feel like there's something not right. You feel far away from God. That is the process when God is giving birth to you. The spirit of God is pushing and you are being born again. And when you now call upon him by God's will, he imparts to you a new nature. He takes away the old. He takes away the dominion, the control of the devil over your life. And he imparts to you a new nature. And this happens by faith. And in the same way, you must labor every day to continue to put on the new man and to continue to live in the new man. Don't allow the old man to have dominion over you by being lazy, by being disobedient, by not reading the word, by not obeying the word, by not doing your quiet time, by not getting involved in things that will build your spiritual life. When you do that, you allow demons to have control over your mind and give you all kinds of other doctrines. And they distort the things that you learn in church. And you begin to believe other things because you don't know the scripture. Is somebody hearing me? Don't let me shout for nothing. Please don't let me come next week and ask you what is the new nature, how do we get the new nature, and all you can say that, oh, we have different types of life. What are different types of life? Then you get confused. Are you with me? Wow. Let's rise up on our feet and spend some time praying in tongues. My choristers, please go and help that lady. I wanted to speak in tongues before the service is over. Please go and help her right now. Talk to God about what you learned today. And then begin to speak in tongues. Well, who? They are sitting in front and they didn't raise their hands. You see, that is, they raise their hands. Okay. These two. The lady and the guy. Okay. Please go to the bus. See Uncle Wilhelm. You, yes, you go to the Basiaco. And you also come. Please take your Bible. Then 
go to the back. See Uncle Wilhelm. Okay. Where are you going? In the church, please, here. You can disturb us, you don't mind. You see, it doesn't take long. That's why I said read the scriptures. When you believe the scriptures and you act on the scriptures, it just takes seconds. How long does it take to get born again? One hour, two hours, three hours, one day, one week, one year? No, it takes seconds. Believe in the scripture, acting on the scripture. And the Holy Spirit does the rest. I sense very strongly that God wants to do some things. I sensed this before I came to church, but you spent all the time talking and going over revisions and doing stuff that we should, you shouldn't have done or should have just spent our five minutes doing, but it's fine. Moses, my internet is uh, giving me problems, so please uh, monitor the adult church for me. Okay? So talk to God about what you have learned this morning. I hope you learned something. Whatever you learned whatever you are confused about, whatever you couldn't understand properly and you thought you understood. Give you one minute to talk to God in your own understanding, not speaking tongues, just talk to God in your own language, in a language that you understand. Facilitators, let's talk to God about the burden that is opening our eyes to see on the people that we are leading, the simple basic understandings that they are finding difficult to understand or fully grasp. We're praying for a revival in Teen Chapel, and it, revival always starts with the Word of God. Simple things, simple things, simple things, simple things in the Word, simple things in the Word, in the Word, in the Word. In the word, in the word, in the word. This morning, I haven't really used any scripture. So, I want to leave us with the opening scripture that we should have used today. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed, by the devil, for God was with him. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. Two things, the Holy Spirit and with power. The Holy Spirit and with power. The Holy Spirit and with power. And because of that, he went about doing good wherever he went he went doing good. Wherever he went, he was doing good. In your school, you must be doing good. You must be talking to people about Jesus. You must be healing them. In the classroom, you must be healing them. In the market, you must be healing them. When you go for your family meetings, you must be healing them by the words you speak, by your very life, because you are anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And this morning, we are going to pray that the Holy Spirit, God will anoint us with the Holy Spirit and that he will anoint us with power. May God anoint us with the Holy Spirit and with power. May we receive fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit and with power. And may we stand dealing with people who are oppressed by the devil. God knows that we will meet the devil. He knows that we will meet demons. He knows that we will meet opposing spirits. People who are 
spirits that are oppressing people. And that is why he anoints us with the Holy Spirit and with power. May God anoint us with the Holy Spirit and with power this morning. As we lift up our voices and we begin to speak in tongues, we are praying that God anoint us with the Holy Spirit and anoint us with power in this season for Calvary Temple. is a season of a fresh baptism. Oh God, anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with power. Akapatataria dalavasa. Leva zoze leveze katoria daria daha. Ali patone basaya deli bakadeli ba. Lord, anoint us. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with the grace for prayer. Anoint us for stability in prayer. Anoint us for capacity in prayer. Anoint us to stay in your word. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with the Holy Ghost. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Lord, revive your people again. Revive us again, O God. Revive us again, O God. Revive us, revive us. Revive us, revive us. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with power. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your spirit, man, lift up your faith. Oh God, anoint us with power, anoint us with power, anoint us with power, a fresh baptism of God, a fresh baptism, Lord, a fresh baptism, oh Lord, a fresh baptism to live for you, a fresh baptism to do your works of God. don't stand there idle don't stand there idle open your mouth get involved get, get make sure that you are emotionally involved be serious about what we are doing if you are not serious god will not anoint you if you are not serious god will not hear your prayer if you if, if you just lay there he also just lay there and be looking at you get serious with god desire 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 and believe in the word god anointed jesus christ god who anoint me he anointed jesus with power he anointed jesus with the holy spirit he anoint me with power 
Revive us again, O Lord. We have been lazy. We have been disobedient. We have allowed strongholds into our mind. Revive us, O Lord. Bring about a revival of your word. A revival of reading of your word. A revival of believing in your word. A revival of acting on you, O God. Believing on your word. Acting in the word. Anoint us with power. Anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Anoint us with power. Fresh baptism, O God. Fresh baptism, O God. That is what you call upon you for this morning. Lebele, 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 Lebele,
Desire to go deeper in the Lord. Desire to go deeper with the Lord. Desire to rise up in faith. Desire, desire, desire the kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. Desire the kingdom. Desire to work for God. Desire for God to use you. Desire for God to manifest spiritual gifts in your life. Get involved. Get involved by faith. Believe God. Believe God. Believe God's word. He anointed Jesus Christ. He wants to anoint us. He anointed him with the Holy Spirit. And he anointed him with power. May he anoint us with the Holy Spirit. May he anoint us with power this morning. A fresh baptism, a fresh baptism, a fresh baptism, a fresh baptism, a fresh baptism. The old is gone, the new is here. Alava Sandali Adosia, the Hazan Zosebekes, the Kiri and the Lebesia, Aliva Zosebe, the Lebesete Telibazuzala Handa, and Rapa Rapa Pa, Lava Zaza Zade, Levason de Leveze, Reketere Lebebe, Bashuandali and Alabasa, Alande Lebeberi and Alababa, Apa Baba Baba. Ma papa ta 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 arande le veze ze ze vere ke stende li andosa e maruza la rabakari andele besi andolo boshuka ande e vere perike ndire breve seli yondosia babahadi ha Hallelujah. In the spirit, so in the spirit of prayer, I want you to lift up your hands to the heavens and thank God for today's service. Thank God for today's service that the deposit that has been left in you will not, will not just pass you by. That you will not allow the enemy to steal away from you. You will not allow the devil to steal the deposit that has been placed in you. That from today forward you are going to stick to the word of God will be there. The Lord will grant you the grace to be able to study his word from this day forward. That you will not let the Lord down. That you will hold on to your salvation by studying God's word. Without studying God's word and knowing his word, how can you have a relationship with him? Today, you are making a personal commitment to God. And you are saying that, Lord, from this day forward, I want to desire your word. I want to grow in your word. I desire the grace to steady your word. Lift up your hands and begin to pray in the next one minute and tell God that you want to yearn for his word. The same way we, we study so hard just to get A's and A's and ones in our exams. We are praying that we will be passionate about the word of God. In that same manner and even more. Because this is about your life. This is about your life even after death. That is what it is about. It has nothing to do with the physical. It is spiritual. Tell God that today you are making that personal decision. To study his word like never before. 
that you will not be a disappointment. That you will not allow the enemy to take take control over you. That you will not allow the enemy to have that stronghold over your mind and your desire to study the word of God. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a mighty clap offering. If you have been blessed in today's service, I want you to give the Lord a mighty clap and a mighty shout. Shall we be seated in holy places? I don't know about you, but I have been so blessed in today's meeting. I, I, I feel we should be doing this every Sunday because... We are not taking some basic things seriously. At our age, we shouldn't come to church without a notebook. It doesn't make practical sense. That we ask you a simple question, what did you study last week? And we can't even remember. Oh God, forgive us our sins. But when you go to school and they teach you, and you go to school and your teachers ask you what you learned, you'll be the first person to raise your hands because you want to take all the fans in the class. Is that not what we do? But you don't want fans from Jesus. You don't want fans from the Holy Spirit. And you're not desiring fans from the, from the angels of God. You know, when you come here and you're answering those questions, the angels are also giving you fans, or you don't know. That is what happens. The angels will also be giving you fans. They'll be cheering you on. But if we come and they ask us the questions, then we are quiet. But I know that next week, the story is going to change. Say amen. amen. <laughs> I want us to take our Cornelius offering. Kwa, please, can you help us with a, a short song, and then we'll take our Cornelius offering. Choristers, please. Oh, you don't, you don't have a song for us. <laughs> Amen. And then, ushers, let's pass the basket round. Before they sing, um, I'd wanted to I'd planned I'd planned this um, altar call. Um, oh, it's not connected. I'm tired of shouting. I don't want to shout again. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, before they sing, look at them. Look at them. Do you see any, any guy Hello. among them? Hello. I'm confusing you too. Hello. All the things I plan to do today, but you see, they can't hear me. What's happening to the mic? Hello. Ah. Oh, all of them are off. Hello. Hello. 
Hello. Hello. Hello. Hello. I plan to do this so I know God must have spoken to some of us. Or right now he's speaking to us. You are a guy. Hello. And you desire to sing for some reason you are here to stubborn. I'm making an altar call for male singers. You don't have to have a new voice. What you need from you is a desire to sing for God. A desire to sing for God. Two. A desire to sing. I'm making an altar call and on until the, the the singing souls come. Don't sing. I mean, I can continue taking the offering. So I'm calling guys who have been stubborn that God has been calling you to sing and you don't want to sing. I want you to come to me right now. It's okay. Thank you. You will sing. Thank you. Take your seat. God bless you. Oh, you want to sing? You want to sing? I'm waiting for you, the guys. Otherwise, next week we will not have music ministration. I'm serious. Next week we won't have music ministration. Because God wants you to sing. God has been talking to you. But anytime you can, you see only ladies singing. So, and it started from the children. Some of you started from the children's service. I, I spoke with Uncle Seth and he told me. You either have a good voice for singing or you just desire to sing. I'm calling to come for it right now. Uncle Solo is also waiting for you. Uncle Solo, maybe they want to see you. Uncle Solo, please come. Uncle Solo, please come. Nanake Kra has come. So don't don't disgrace Nanake. And I'm, I'm serious, Uncle Solo, if they don't, next week we'll not have praise and worship. We'll not have song ministration. We'll come, we'll pray, and I start preaching. And then we'll make the altar call again. I'm serious, call says this is to you. So you go on a special retreat. If they don't come, you go on a special retreat, prepare for another time, but not next week Sunday. I'm waiting. God has been speaking to you, and you know he has been speaking to you. No, don't, for, don't force anybody. These are spiritual things. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Because of some of the things I'm saying, you think that I'm doing my headmaster stuff. No, this is not headmaster stuff. It's a very spiritual thing. I mean, God spoke to me before um, I came to church on this. It's already 9.20, just because the adult church hasn't closed. So in the next 30 seconds... If you don't get any gentleman, next week there will be no music, no praise and worship, no song ministration. Sincerely, I don't understand the excitement. Because I strongly believe that there are some of us, and some of you are praying that I should stop talking and go and sit down. I won't stop. 
God has been speaking to you. And we're doing this type of altar calls. The next altar call is for intercessors. God is calling some of you. Some of you are secret intercessors already. And you have been dodging. If you don't know, let me tell you. Teen Chapel started on prayer. I haven't forgotten about the male choruses. I'm still waiting for you. Don't keep Uncle Nana Solo and, uh, and Nana K waiting for too long. And the ladies too waiting for too long. I'm waiting for you. Please come. Don't be stubborn. God has been speaking to you or you just have a yearning. Please come. Don't let me beg you. Otherwise, next weekend, you will beg me to preach. How would you like that? To beg me to preach or to beg any facilitator to preach. You think that it is fun to come and preach? It's not necessarily fun. Eh? We like to do it, but it's not necessarily fun. As the chorus will tell you. You think it's fun for them to come and stand here when some of them are shy and then they'll sing and then when they go against some instructions I've, I've given, then I blast them to stop singing. You think it's fun? I'm waiting for you. There are at least eight of you. At least eight of you. I don't want to say some things. I don't want to say don't get teenage excited about these things. I don't want to say some things so that you respond because of the things that I say. But I know in my heart what God says you do. And there was a special anointing. I was going to anoint them at this service. Of course, I didn't preach. So we'll hold on with that one. If God leads me next week, we'll do it. Waiting for you. You're supposed to be at least eight. Which means at least five more people. Don't be stubborn. Some of you are telling yourself, me, my voice is not too good, but you want to sing. We shall train you. That's why we are here. What are the stubborn five? Repent for your stubbornness and comfort very quickly. Moses, have they closed? They've closed now. Okay. So if I don't get my eight, next week we are going on sabbatical leave. Praise and worship and the choir. We are going on sabbatical leave next week. So I have a long time to teach and to do some of the stubborn things that I did today. Father, we thank you for this service and for this time. Continue to speak to us, not just the choristers, but all of us, the things that we do for you. May we go over the things that we have learned today, especially understanding this new nature that we have in you because of our new birth and to do our quiet times, to go over the notes and the thoughts that we've had. Let's share with one another and with our friends and come back next week ready to receive more from you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So next week, 
we have prayer from 7 to 7.20, and I took over at 7.20. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Precious Redeemer and free.